Welcome to another podcast, everyone. Uh, I slept like a baby last night in a baby bed. I'm Who's glad be- you did. Whose bed was that? That was um, that was my great, great, no, that was my great-grandmother's bed. Then it was my grandmother's, then my mother's, then um, my daughter's, and then I used it for a while, and that's the bed that Summer was born in. Yeah, it looked yeah. like Summer's room. It was just yeah. decked out with stuffed animals. Yeah, you were in and- Summer's room. I just <clears throat> want to tell the whole history of the bed that you were sleeping in, <laughs> just in case you wanted to know. But this that was her great-great-grandmother's bed that she was born in. Wow, and I got to sleep in that bed. Um, Special. I slept like a baby. Not the mattress, yeah. though. The mattress is new. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. the frame. Yeah. I see. Uh, my hands are jacked. You know, my hands never get this messed up from making sauerkraut, but we just shot a, a video for um, for Bexlife.com. You were kneading um, for a while. All yeah, that I was doing a lot of work on there. Yeah. Um, we just shot a video making uh, promoting the fermentation book. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, fermentation book. I'm very proud of that book. It's beautiful. It's like, you know, it's the first complete piece I've ever written that's not been a pamphlet or something for clients and stuff. Um, Good very job. proud of that book. Took so. you a long time. That's because of um, <laughs> that's because of personal life stuff and life got in the way. I had friends that were sick. Somebody in my life passed away and yeah. then I'm moving so it was like a lot of stuff. My I don't know what personal stained. life stuff is like at all. I don't know what that's like. You don't know. Because no. Every, everything is magic here. I also don't know what it's like to ever be late for anything. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always on time. I'm just um, ribbing you. Now they're gonna get mad. Now I'm gonna get all these what? hateful comments like somebody died, and you're <laughs> telling him that he took too long on his ebook. Nobody leaves hateful comments on the podcast. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It's, well, okay. it's your it's your crew. It's my your crew, crew over there. <laughs> um, what are we doing today? I have a couple questions. Okay. Um, of course, I always come with questions for my guests, and uh, these are good ones. I only have a couple today, so we're gonna have a lot of opportunity to riff a lot on this podcast. So um, hopefully, if people are watching on my mm-hmm. channel, then they're gonna go and, and look at yours as well, mm-hmm. um, and then they're gonna get the whole story. The first question I have for us today is: Why can't I poop? So after they have exhausted all of the things that they have Googled, why are they still not pooping? What are some constipation cures and methods for better pooping? And I have something so exciting to share that I'm going to bring out. (laughs) Do you want to start with that? I think I want to. Um, Can my trusty cameraman please bring in the product I am so excited about? First, I want to talk about quickly how the universe really does conspire to make your dreams come true. So if you speak something, even privately, oh, things I get know what done. this is. I so know what this I texted is. you. I'm so excited. Oh, thank you. I texted you the words "squatty potty." It was just a text, right? Yeah. Why did you text me that? I don't know. It wasn't in relation to this. It wasn't. Well, no, it, it was about the squatty potty. Oh, okay. But I thought that you just made it up. No. Okay. So I texted "squatty potty" to you, and not even 72 hours later, I get followed by "squatty potty" on Instagram. Like they didn't see our private text. I hope they didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was so cool. Um, because Squatty Potty is something that I fantasize about for a long time about owning. Um, I had been using a nursing stool and then her step stool for her to wash her hands and brush her teeth when I used the bathroom. And Squatty Potty has actually invented or created this beautiful, this is their new model. They have like a, a different white model that's a little bit more bathroom looking. This is, this is designer Squatty Potty. Um, so they followed me and I was like, oh my gosh, I was just talking about this with my friend Everyday Detox. Okay, before anyone gets mad at me, this is how it works. When you have a lot of followers on the internet and you say you like a product, they send it to you for free. So full disclosure, this came for free. 
because I asked them for it. So Squatty Potty sent us two Squatty Potties. <laughs> I'm so excited. And um, I'm really excited. You're I'm excited like really about jacked this. up over yeah. this. And I thought it was a perfect opportunity to talk more about proper pooping um, methods, proper pooping technique. Uh, in addition to the dietary things that we have to do uh, to make sure that our system is running well. So let's rip on it. You're, you know, you're the only person I'm going to do this for. Oh, because come on. People ask me you all, love talking about poop. I do not. People ask me over the years all the time, could you write a blog about poop and the size and the shape and the smell? And I'm like, nope. Okay, we, I'm don't, not have to, do that. we don't have to do like the whole size, shape, smell. There's an app for that, actually. You know why? I did. called the Poop app. Look, I've, I've, I've worked in detox work. Primarily, it has to do with elimination. It has to do with, and I'm, I've been a colonic therapist for 12 years. Mm. And I did an interview for somebody a long time ago. Like, a, Do you remember when like the teleseminars were a big thing? I did like a yeah. recorded telephone they're, thing. No, they're still huge. They're still doing that? Telesummits are huge. Well, I, I did one of those for, um, for somebody. And she put, um, when she created the blog post, there's a picture of uh, a roll of toilet paper. Okay. And that was the first image that came up when you Googled my name. And I was like, no more poop, no more poop stuff. I'm not, I'm not going to be the poop guru. But, um, but somehow I am the poop guru. It's so like your job. It, it, there's a lot more to, to the work. There's a lot. But, but something that we – okay, listen. If we really want to talk to the masses, we have to identify with them on a base level, okay? And something that we do every single day that is so important to our health and such an indicator of good health is poop. It is. And we should be doing it every day. You know, that's why I became a colonic therapist because I was working with doing nutritional work and working as a chef and that was important – but it was Gil Jacobs who taught me that health has more to do with elimination than it does what you're actually putting okay, in. And so I was let's like, talk about it. We're going to talk about let's it. Let's not be so, you know, high okay. on horses. So what are we talking about here? We're talking so, about... But first, why can't... And okay, this is the problem with these questions that we get because people... We really don't know what you're doing in your day every day. We don't know your diet. We don't know your habits. So it's hard to say why you can't poop specifically. But the easiest way to go poop every day... And then I want to get into this. I really want to talk about, well, not this specifically, but more like, you know, why we're not pooping well. Oh, so you want me to take that? Uh, yeah. Well, there's, see, there's so many different variables. Oh, but where do num- I go with that? Num- number one is hydration. Okay, mm-hmm. so you have to be hydrated because the first place your body's going to pull water out to bring it into the organs if you're dehydrated is going to be whatever's remaining in your intestines. So it's going to okay. pull things out and then things are going to start to get hard. And even if you're eating raw foods and salads and stuff, you can get, de- you can get constipated. Okay? So quickly though on hydration, mm-hmm. what do you think about the, um, the, the formula of taking half of the number of pounds? So I'm 150 pounds. And then I take 75. Should I be drinking 75 ounces a day? Like, what do you think about that formula? It's, it's kind of cool because we, we like guidelines, but mm-hmm. really it depends. Like I always tell people, I'm like, well, are you athletic? Do you run in Miami or do you run in Vermont? And okay. like, you know, like how much are you sweating? How much are you moving? Uh, what are your demands for water? And what else are you eating? Because if someone's just eating, like, let's say, okay, let's take, like, people that do, like, an 80-10-10 kind of thing, right? And they mm. do all this fruit and stuff like that. They're probably going to need less water. They still need water, but they're going to need so much less water than a coffee drinker, meat and potatoes person, cereal eater, or someone that's eating foods that suck water out of the body to begin with. Okay. So um, <clears throat> I drink very little water on a day where um, 
you know, the first half of my day is just like raw juices and, um, right. you know, and fruit. I mean, I don't, right. I don't need to drink tons and tons of water. Right. But I used to, when I used to eat like egg McMuffins and stuff like that, like, oh God, I'd be like guzzling water by noon because I'd be all dehydrated. And if you were eating egg McMuffins, that could be a problem with your poop. Yeah. So that's the other part. So it's hydration. And then of course it's what kind of food are you eating? So we mm-hmm. need high fiber food and we need raw fiber food too. Okay. So, um, raw fiber food, not fiber one bars. Yeah, well, the we inter- can say that. Here. Here's the interesting thing, too, though. I mean, you know, Cheerios makes people go to the bathroom mm-hmm. and it lowers cholesterol because the fi- it has a lot of fiber that'll absorb excess cholesterol out of the body. Okay. So that stuff works. I mean, you could take powdered fibers, but um, I don't think that it's as good. I just think okay. it gets bulky and stuff like that. There's a whole other holistic thing that happens with food. So okay. eating apples, some of the greatest foods that the broom salads and the broom smoothies are phenomenal. So the broom salads are basically, and you don't have to follow a formula for this. And broom but meaning it's sweeping things out of your it's system. It's sweeping things out of the system, okay. yeah. Um, Grated carrots, hmm. cabbage, um, yes. um, grated carrots, cabbage, celery, fennel, radishes, things like that. They really help to sweep things out. We're like, you know, sprouts and baby lettuces are all nutritious and great. And baby spinach is fantastic. But um, it's, um, you know, it, it's it's not as powerful if a, absorbent in a broom as those other foods. So you're, you're and, going to give me, not right now in this video, but you're going to give me a recipe for your broom juice. And I smoothies. am, yeah. oh, broom smoothie, even better because yes. then I'm actually going to make it. I think I've done it before. I think that's how you got me started on pineapple. Don't give it to me now. And I'm going to make a broom smoothie graphic for everyone. You can just click on the link below and it's going to go to Pinterest and you can share that on Pinterest. No, for the podcast listeners, I'm going to give it right now. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> pineapple, apple, celery, and fennel. Blend those up. There's an actual little recipe I have for it. I throw some dates in there and some water and stuff like that. But those um, vegetables in particular are great at sweeping things through the body. Okay. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, Okay. So, of course, it has to do with the quality of what you're eating. Now, there's other components to this. One is structural, and that's where this squatty potty thing comes in. Uh, We're actually designed to squat. We're not designed to sit on the toilet. When you sit on the toilet, um, the, ver- the very bottom and the base of the colon, my fingers are so purple. Um, <laughs> the base of the colon, um, it almost, it, it kind of gets a little bit constricted and it closes shut. It's so much harder to go to the bathroom. Most people don't know anything else. Right. Okay. That's what all this reading a book in the toilet thing is about and sitting there for a long time. And all these, uh, when you watch like old Monty Python movies and stuff, they always have some guy like on, like, you know, making all this noise in the bathroom. Um, that's all, uh, that's all a result of eating foods that are constipating and sitting on a toilet. When you squat, stuff drops out of your body and you, you're out of there. Right. You're not spending any time in the bathroom. You're not, getting, you're not even going to be able to read an Instagram post and you're getting out of the bathroom. That's where I meditate, Mike. In the, in the toilet. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, but that's, actual, that's actually squatting. These benches here, what they do is they help to bring your knees a little closer to your chest. So, okay. So in a lot of Asian countries, they're still squatting. They'll just have a hole in the floor. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they, they make nice toilets in the floor. They're right, not right. always, you know, and they have little foot pads and you actually squat there and they, they have it right. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. But here, for people who do not sit, okay, can we talk, can we get a little intimate You want to talk here? shop? Yeah, let's, let's okay, talk. Okay. So intimate. you actually, you do something funny. Which I don't even want you using the bathroom in my house. The way you describe it, it's funny. <laughs> I squat on the toilet. You stand on the toilet. I don't stand on your toilet. I'm not standing up. Just your, like your feet are on the toilet seat. Yes. Yes. So you're actually get it, climbing up on the toilet like a monkey and squatting into the hole. 
So for people who do not want to do that, risk life and limb and, you know, fall over and crack their head because they're balancing atop a slick surface, they could sit on the toilet and use the squatty potty and that will raise the knees up and get you in better alignment for elimination. Right. Some, yeah, some people can't squat on there. But I have to tell you when you people actually – People should not squat they on should. there. You know what they had – okay, this is what they have in like in, – in, so weird. In some of like the, the homes in India where they have like foreigners that visit and stuff like that, yeah. they have a toilet and they have like – Pet, like wings on the side and their foot pads so you could actually squat or wow. you can sit if you if you're like you know if you're more western and you don't want to do that this is america yeah well we should be squatting here we should be I squatting could... no when you when i would um have a clonic at your place and i would go and i would actually stand on the toilet there to you know finish out the clonic process um and it's fine it's not terribly weird i'd be willing to do it but i don't think that most of the people watching this video on the Bex Life channel, not your podcast. Right. We'll be okay with that. Podcast listeners should be squatting. Talking about some so advanced podca- stuff. Podcast <laughs> listeners squat, Bex Life people, you can use the squatty potty or any kind of stool that raises your legs up. Yeah. If you actually made it to this podcast and you're listening to the <laughs> podcast, it means you're better than that. And it means that you, you're, you're doing some next level shitting and you need to. You are a terrible <laughs> person. And you need to be squatting. It's, it's been amazing for like the past. 20 years of squatting like what it's done to my hips and everything it's amazing yeah it's really good Uh, i stand when i come here i just stand up and i just drop it in the act of squatting you are interesting side oh there's a dinosaur (laughs) visiting us come on in um squatting is actually the best exercise better than kegels for women to do to help with um incontinence or to prevent incontinence and strengthen the pelvic floor and that's so interesting because the number one and two causes of women going into nursing homes are incontinence and not being able to get up and down, like get up and down from bed or get up and down from a seat and squatting helps with that. So squatting is something that you should do as an exercise every single day. And you could start by doing it while you go to the bathroom. You're right on the bed. Now, <laughs> now this thing is great though. This is good. And this yeah. is a good start. This is good for people that can't squat for whatever reason. Um, so this is cool. This is one. Of, this is one of the better ones that I've that I've actually seen. You know, like it looks cool. It looks it's good. Pretty. Yeah, it looks. You know, it looks. It looks like something from like a, a child's kindergarten room. You know how they have like these little wooden tables and chairs. Yes, it does. Um, it does. So this is very cool. Uh, I've seen some horrible looking ones. Um, and it has a happy face. Yeah, we like that. You know, it's a good crew though. Um, I'm not getting paid to say any of this. I just got a squatty potty. So. Yeah, and I didn't get any squatty potty. You got so just they so you know. two squatty potties. One was for you. Oh, one was for me? Yeah, you can bring it home on the subway. Uh, <laughs> what do I need that for? I'm going to squat. Because you oh, stand but... on the toilet. That's okay. I can use an extra. Um, I have a bunch of bathrooms. I'm really excited about the squatty potty because the people were so cool to work with. And that's always like an extra factor mm. that I consider when I'm promoting something, especially if it's, you know, if they're not paying me, frankly. Yeah. So they were nice. So I like them. It was a fun crew. They have a good sense of humor over there at the Squatty Potty no. headquarters. <clears throat> Another thing on the squatting thing is that yeah. this is one of the things to get people to go to the bathroom. So the reason mm-hmm. I even got introduced to colonic work is because I was in a relationship with someone that was having a hard time with constipation. Surpri- oh. Surprise, a woman with constipation problems, yeah. right? Um, so she was having a hard time. She started going um, for colonics. And one of the things that uh, – and Gil. 
Guild uh, Jacobs was her colonic therapist, and that's where I met him. Uh, he one of his recommendations is he was like squat on the toilet every day, even if you don't have to go. You want to okay. go in the morning, hang out there, read a book, do whatever, and over fifteen twenty minutes, eventually her body would, it would kick in and it would go. Oh, it's time, you know, because everything was in place, and then right. she would start going to the bathroom. She did that every day, and then things started to kick in. Plus, she did a lot of colonic work and diet changes and stuff like that. But um, but sitting and squatting is a great way to start signaling your body to go to the bathroom. So it's about. Um, hydration, number one, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Number two, eat foods that are um, that lend themselves to proper elimination, high fiber foods, raw fiber foods. Yeah. Um, and then number three, do not eat foods that are going to stop up the work. So meat, dairy. Fibrous processed- foods, highly processed starches, things right. that are just like cement in the intestine. Right. And then yeah. number four, technique, squat. That's it. Squat or pretend squat. Now, the other little side of that is there are emotional factors that get involved. Um, I've known people that can only go to the bathroom on the colonic table. And okay. their bowels are working perfectly because once we stimulate it with the water, everything works. But uh, for some reason, when they're out in the world, they're having a hard time. And sometimes it's like an emotional thing that people have to work through. Also, Pe- environmental factors. Like, say, you're dating someone and you are you know, out with them or in their apartment. You may or may not be able to poop because yeah. of yeah because they're around nobody poops in in uh in new relationships no. they, give they, it at least six months they just fart in the stairwell all the way all the way home when they leave the apartment but my my older sister just celebrated her 27th <clears throat> wedding anniversary and she has never pooped when her husband was home wow yeah. is she okay they're still together <laughs> 27 years so we can um, – let's move on to the next topic. Okay. So what's up next? Well, we just finished talking about poop and I think that this is going to be um, in relationship to that. It's, it's another detox question which you're so great with. Um, I've gotten more than several emails and comments about people going through the process of detox or they've been clean eating for a long time and they're still not seeing the results that they want. They're breaking out. They're having all kinds of terrible side effects. Um, maybe – Okay, well, I got ahead of myself. I say side effects, but they're saying I'm clean eating and it's not working. Hmm. So that's the message. Okay. And so I'm saying these are side effects and, and you hopefully can uh, shed some more light on that for them. Yeah, these are effects. Yeah. You know, I should have brought this up in the um, – a little bit more in the process about pooping too because pooping is detoxing, right? Okay. Um, we'll do it now. You can do – you can – if someone's having trouble going to the bathroom, um, you can totally um, – strengthening your intestine because getting a colonic is like going to the gym it's going to the gym for the bowel so you can through the repetition of colonics you can strengthen your intestine really because i would think that it would weaken it because you're not participating and you are you are everybody thinks that like it's it's somehow the colonic does the job for you the colonic is just making your body work when it normally wouldn't work okay so you're getting stronger and stronger so you can actually tone your bowel and get yourself to go to the bathroom more frequently with um, increased frequency of colonics. And that's why I had said that that person that I was with that uh, had constipation problems, she was squatting, she was eating better, but she was doing colonics twice a week for a long time to okay. correct a problem. That, and I think she did colonics twice a week for like six months or something like that, which people are like, oh my God, that's a lot. But she was constipated for like, you know, 30 years of her life. So okay. it was like, you know, and then she doesn't do that many colonics now, but she totally like, you know, and that expedited her cleansing process. But um, it was great. It was very therapeutic response to doing a lot of colonics. There's a lot of myths about colonics. And we did she get acne? What are, we, what are we talking about here? Well, she did not get acne. <laughs> but um, here's what happens. 
our bodies are either expanding to accommodate poisons and wastes or it's contracting to release poisons and waste. Okay, most people, what happens is their body's constantly expanding to accommodate waste. What does so, that mean? Expanding so that means, to accommodate, like, are they getting fatter? They could either be getting fatter, or the cells can just be swelling with a certain amount of pressure from um, putrefactive and fermentative gases from all the different poisonous processed foods and, or foods that are taking too long to leave the intestines. Okay. Um, it could, there's certain residues to certain degrees, depending on everybody's body, which is different in the strength of their detoxification organs and their age and things like that. Um, there's, there's a certain level of accommodation that's happening all the time. Um, great ways to think about it. Um, we know about like mercury and fish, right? So it's yeah. like things that the body is not meant to ever see in nature it has a hard time releasing okay Okay. bacon double cheeseburger um has a hard time releasing from the intestine double double fudge sundae with no fiber and dairy and sugar and everything has a very hard time releasing from the intestine heavy metals that we've sort of released into the air and water from industry has a very hard time getting um released from living tissue just just like um just like mercury and fish lsd in the spine right you ever hear about acid acid flashbacks i've never heard about acid you don't know anything about drugs, right? Well, anyway, acid flashbacks. People suddenly, they, did, they dropped a lot of acid in the 60s and they're driving their car one day and they're like, you know, 60 years old and boom, they like have an acid flashback. Okay. It's a drug residue stored in the spine. So our body can store all sorts of toxicity. It's waiting for the moment to go deep and try to release it at all times. And that could okay. be excess weight. That could just be a little bit of like, you know, I ate too many potatoes and I'm like, you know, um, not that potatoes make you fat, but I'm just saying, you know, too many like meat and potatoes or something or too many French fries and... Or it can be something very serious, like I smoked crystal meth for a number of years, and like you have toxic drug residues in your body. If you smoke cigarettes, you have, um, you have. If you've ever seen smokers' lungs, I remember when Oprah showed. This is very interesting on Oprah. Uh, this is when Doctor Oz. Oprah fr- has made so many appearances in our <laughs> podcast. You I, love talking about her. I do. I love Oprah. I love Tony Robbins, and I love Morrissey. Very strange group of people. Um, okay, so. Uh, Dr. Oz, I think it was Dr. Oz. He came on and he was showing, or some surgeon or somebody was showing. Yeah, he does that. He was showing all these different organs and they showed um, a healthy lung from Mm -hmm. someone that probably uh, had a tragic end in an accident or something. And it was very pink and pure and it looked great. Then they had a smoker's lung and it was just like, it was just wrecked. And then they had this other lung. The the smoker's lung was like black. It had streaks of like all this stuff. And that's that's residue from combustion from smoking. and then they had this other lung that was like healthy, but it had like these just a few little black streaks and little bra- um, black spots. And Oprah said, well, what's up with this lung? Why does this one, this one's like not really perfect, but it's got like a little bit of ugh, smudge on it. And he said, oh, this person didn't smoke cigarettes, but they lived in a city. And I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, you know, but so that's collecting toxicity. So we have a friend, a close friend of ours who's a musician, and um, he quit smoking, oh, I think, yeah. about a year ago. Dennis. Yes, Dennis. Dennis Callow and The Change, who I play on here all the time, and they're yeah. not playing shows anymore. I don't believe it. I, he'll, I, call, he'll be back. I call bullshit. He'll be back. Um, but they, um, so he quit smoking, and he's been having a lot of like bronchial stuff yeah. and chest issues. It's coming out. It's coming out of him. Mm-hmm. So that's good. If he started smoking again, that would probably stop. Right. You but know? he could easily mistake all of this stuff happening as him being sick. Right. As a bad symptom. Yeah, he's smarter and, than that. We talk about this. Right, like, right. That's what the average person does. Right. So that brings us back to the original, the question, or the concern um, that I hear repeated again and again. So I'm having all of these symptoms. Why 
why isn't the the clean eating working? But it is working. That's that's the sign that it is working. Here's a great here's a great quote from Dr. Fred Bishy on this. Um, he when in, in when he was talking about people taking medicine for um, taking medicine for illness, he said, "What a lot of a lot of the time, what people are trying to do is they're trying to cure the cure." He's like, "You don't want to try to cure the cure," and this is people being afraid to um, being afraid to not feel well. Mm-hmm. And, and they go, okay, you know, like they stop smoking, they're trying to get healthy, and all of a sudden they're coughing up all these gross things and yellow stuff and streaks of blood, and they're constantly, and they're like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Let me take medicine and stop that symptom. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now, if somebody has a, a bacterial infection or something in their lungs, they should, so don't get any wrong ideas. This is not meant for any individual. Um, <laughs> people get this a little, is for general educational purposes only and does not replace the advice of your doctor or healthcare practitioner. I'm, I'm telling a story here. I don't know <laughs> if it's true or not true. I'm not saying. Legal, 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 legal. Uh, yeah. Um, so what a lot of people try to do is when their body engages in that system of, of deep release, hello there. When their body engages in that like system of deep release, uh, they immediately want to shut that down because it's an unpleasant thing, and they they, they get either get scared yeah. or they don't want to feel those feelings. But that's actually the healing process. Yeah. It's their body purging things. And yes, bacteria show up sometimes because we have all this blech, in the in the lung or wherever mm-hmm. it is. And when our immune systems start to crash because of exhaustion or, or being toxic, um, or the body flooding the blood with a lot of stored up toxicity. Uh, and when we have accumulations of different wastes in the tissue, then bacteria show up and they do their job in nature and they start to break things down. So yes, sometimes medicines and antibiotics, of course, can save us because if we have a big bacteria proliferation happening, you know, we, we might need to do that to kind of slow the process down and to get us into a good space. Yeah. But I haven't taken a medication for like probably since I was 18 years old. And I've had a lot of detoxes and illnesses through all of that time. And I got stronger every time. I mean, I liken... Every single thing to pregnancy and childbirth (laughs) because that's just what – that's the space that I'm in right now. Um, And it's – I hear you saying, you know, like these symptoms are not indications of something being wrong. It's like what we were talking about in the last um, set of podcast videos, pain not being the same as suffering. And we really need to know the difference about things that are – Things that are in service of our healing and how sometimes those things are uncomfortable and sometimes processes are important to go through, like childbirth. Childbirth mm. is painful, but it's not necessarily suffering. And knowing the difference can, can mean the world to, um, you know, to the outcome and how you – hi, and your perspective after that. And then also with pregnancy, it's like women – People have to be patient. It takes a long time to grow that baby and your body goes through a lot of changes and it's going to take a long time to get it back to where it was before or to a place that, you know, similar to where you were before. So if you have been treating yourself poorly and putting toxins into your body for 20, 25, 30, 50 years, it's going to take a little while to work itself out. You're not going to do a seven-day juice cleanse or a 21-day clean eating cleanse, and everything's going to be all fixed up. It is a long process, which is okay. I mean, you'll feel a little bit better all the time. You're going to have some symptoms, um, but it's not going to be like suffering, suffering, suffering. Awesome. It's it's a process to go mm-hmm. through, and it's it's important to be patient and to be very aware of what you're what you're going through and check in a lot. 
The body loves consistency. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like the stock graph dieting. It doesn't like, um, you know, I went away with my friends over the summer and we just drank and ate all the shitty food. Now I don't feel good. Now I'm going to do wow. a juice cleanse. And then you do a juice cleanse and you're really clean. What Gil Jacobs calls a penthouse to the outhouse mentality. Yeah. You know, you don't want to go up and down like that. Um, yeah, and your body likes consistency. Like if it's getting like crappy food, it's going to want that crappy food. Yeah. And that's what the cravings are about. Like it wants what it's been having. So if you start introducing even things that are really good for you, it's, it's going to reject it a little bit. So you can put stuff – it's not going to feel right right away, even if the stuff is good for you. So you could be – if you're eating hamburgers all day and then every single day and then all of a sudden you're switching over to raw fruits and vegetables, mm. even though that's really great food, um, it's not going to be like you're in bliss all the time thinking this is like the best thing ever. You're still going to be craving those hamburgers that you were eating before. And that's okay too. It doesn't mean you needed the hamburger. It just means that that's what you were used to. You know what's interesting? Once you really consistently leave that food out, the cravings for it go away. Absolutely. I love pizza. I don't crave it ever. My we life had isn't pizza a f- last night and you didn't have a bite. No, I didn't want any of that. I had a salad. Um, I had a salad I too. would never sign myself up for a life of struggle and food cravings. I just feel like, oh, screw it. I can't do this thing. You know, but yeah. when you consistently do it, the cravings go away. You just brought up an interesting point about um, you know, when people – this, you know, it's, this is how we can tell. When a client walks in, we can tell how toxic they really are based on when we start to set them up on an eating program. The people that can't just have a morning of water and fruit and raw juice, people that need the bacon and eggs or the coffee or the whatever, otherwise they get headaches and feel sick, you can see how much toxicity they have built up in their body. Yeah. Because those foods will shut the process down. It's like the hair of the dog thing. You know, you have a massive hangover and like you, know, you have a Bloody Mary or you drink a beer or something and it, it cuts, takes the edge off. It's because it stops the process of detoxification till later. And usually what happens with people that have had a late night out and they have a beer in the morning or whatever, um, they shut that process of detoxification off and then their body will probably handle it at night when they sleep the following night. So, But um, what happens is reintroducing poisons makes people feel better. Removing poisons, and that could be heavy, heavy breakfast and pancake, you know, chocolate chip bacon pancakes or whatever, like – you put that stuff in in the morning, you feel better because it's shutting down the unfinished work of the night before of the detoxification process. And I love your heroin analogy, and this is how I, I want to end this uh, segment. Um, heroin is a poison, is a toxin, just like a hamburger. And when you go off of it... That's a controversial statement. People don't like to hear that. It's true. Whatever. Um, when it's you true. go Whatever. <laughs> when you go off of it... Uh, it's painful, and your body will do anything it can to tell you that you should not be removing heroin from your system. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be vomiting. You're going to be sweating. It's going it's to hurt. Like, it hurts in every, you know, part of your body, in your bones, in your muscles. I'll keep her. Yeah, you're still being a good girl. Um, but that doesn't mean that heroin's good for you, and you need to reintroduce it into your system. You need to get through that detox. That is so important. So... Food in a very in a less dramatic way when you detox from these toxic foods, it's going to be similar but less dramatic. Um, but it's it's the same thing. It's your body just it's your body like fighting you taking something away that it thinks that it needs but it doesn't. Okay, so wrapping up the symptoms, Don't they wrap- might be good for you. It might be good for you, but here's the thing. Let's not wrap it up quickly. I know I'm making Every a video. Every time I say I'm going to wrap this up. Because, well, it's a big topic. I mean, look, look, think about I who know. you asked here. Okay. This is very important because this is the foundation of what I've been doing for a living. Um, when I first got into colonic therapy and detoxification work, the raw food thing was new, like very new. Yeah. Like um, David Wolf had just written The Sun Food Diet Success System, which was like one of the first big books to popularize raw foods, and he made it like very cool. 
Um, and uh, a lot of people were going hardcore into raw food, and they were getting massive symptoms, headaches, skin problems, uh, fevers, and all sorts of things that come with detoxification. What happens is the body goes very quickly. So there's a little bit of the body. The body's a very wise organism, except it gets a little dumb in, in certain respects. And one of those respects is that it will start to purge poison out of the cells and organs, not understanding that the organs of elimination cannot keep up with it. Is she not hungry? She's just... Um... She's adorable. Okay. So what was I saying? Um... So all of these symptoms are coming up because people were getting very excited by raw foods doing major lifestyle transformations, fasting, doing all sorts of things that that allow toxicity to very rapidly release from the tissue. And the body's wisdom gets a little dumb at certain points. So the, the body will start to release wastes into the bloodstream, not understanding that um, it can't, uh, the organs of elimination can't keep up with what's happening. Okay. Gil, Gil used to use this great analogy of, remember I Love Lucy, the show, and remember when her and Ethel were working on the candy factory line and like the candy bars were coming so fast, so like they were eating them and stuffing them so in their pockets. I think and, this is where we're going to address acne specifically though. Yeah. Like this long into the video. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's, <laughs> no, no because I can hear it coming up though. Okay. Well, here's the thing. This is, and this is what the foundation of colonic therapy work is. Infrared saunas mm-hmm. are even massages, uh, Epsom salt baths. Um, you want to open the channels of elimination, mm-hmm. the colon being the primary thing. So the one thing that's very cheap and easy we have control over is just make sure you're hydrated. Your kidneys will kick in. You'll just keep, you know, urinating, urinating, and you'll be, you'll be filtering the blood all the time. Right. Sleep and water are fantastic. A lot of solid waste including metabolic waste, will release into the intestines. So when people start to eat high-fiber diets, sometimes they get constipated. Um, you know, it'll be like, oh, I've been eating all this raw food and feeling great, and I, see, and I feel, you know, I'm just looking in the toilet, and I see, like, green fluffy poop and fruit and stuff that I ate, and I can almost make out what it was, and it doesn't smell anymore. Then all of a sudden, they have, they, they have like, you know, start to get a fever, they have a headache, and they have a big stinky poop, and it lines the toilet bowl like black peanut butter, and they're like, I don't need black peanut butter, what's that? That stuff, they're like, you know, that stuff releasing from the deep tissue. What helps with that and rapidly releases that is colonics, enemas, um, and, you know, being hydrated. Yeah. And if you can't eliminate, see, this, that's what we're talking about. If it's not coming out in the poop, then it can manifest as acne. You're pushing out toxins. Through your skin. Through your skin. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes the body just has a mind of its own. And even when people do lots of colonics, the mm-hmm. skin stuff still happens. I would say 85 to 90% of the people, though, once you really address elimination, you start going to the bathroom a lot. Or if you're getting colonics or enemas and you're in the middle of an intense detox, the skin stuff will clear up like that. Yeah. The skin is a mirror for what's going on in the gut. But don't be surprised if your skin clears up immediately. Like it, it starts looking really, really good in the beginning. And then as you get deeper... You're longer, you're further along on your journey, then that starts coming up, like yeah. other symptoms. So it's it's not that the clean eating isn't working; it's that it's just you're going to a next level, right? And mm-hmm. sometimes you have a drop in energy. Ve- vegans have this all the time. They they people that eat meat, they go, oh, I, I saw this movie, and now I'm going to like be a vegan, and they eat it, and they get a drop in energy. Oh, I don't feel good. I'm tired all the time. Mm-hmm. I get sick more now. I guess I needed protein. So they eat a steak. They feel amazing because they shut the detox process off. And they go, must have needed protein. Vegan diets are deficient in protein. Then they make a YouTube video. This is why vegan diet failed me and some other you know, clickbait bullshit. And you know, they don't understand the, the process that they need to go through. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a long-term commitment. Yeah. It's not like you're going to feel terrible long-term. But you have to remember that these are just little things that happen. Right. You stick to it. You stay consistent. You come out on the other side. You feel amazing. Mm-hmm. I was sick all the time when I first started. 
104 fevers sometimes and stuff. You know, I wouldn't take any medicine. I was such a purist, you know, at the time. 104 fevers, skin issues, all sorts of problems. Fatigue, you know, that all changed. And I eat less now than I do then. And your symptoms are also going to depend on the level of um, intensity of the detox. So if you're doing a very, very slow and steady, then the symptoms are going to be far less dramatic than if you... You know, you're cutting everything out. Very good point. At once. Yeah. Sometimes we have people come in, clients will come in and they go, oh, I read this book and now I want to do a raw food diet or I want to do a fast and they attempt something like that. Their body can't keep up with the changes and right. they start to get very sick. And we say, you know, okay, no, 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 no. Why don't you eat, you know, um, I mean, uh, Tom DeVito, he's a clinic therapist. He'll have people eat like French fries and stuff like that. He'll be like, I want you to take your favorite I like Tom food. DeVito. <laughs> well, what happens <laughs> The person's still eating, you know, 90% vegan for mm. the day and then they're having french fries. And yeah, they, and sounds it, good. It slows it down. Okay. Pat the Plumber was a great – I'm making your videos so long. I'm telling stories. Pat the Plumber was great. He was 500 – he was – I know Pat weight, the Plumber. Oh, you do know Pat He's the Plumber. Still, yeah, and he was eating the, the wings and stuff. Yes, yeah. he was over 500 pounds. And his detox program, we got him down – I think he started with us. He was 465 and we got him down to like – uh, 385. And we did that in, in a few weeks. And his diet was basically raw juice all day. Then he would have huge salads and steamed vegetables. He bought some store-bought thing from like Pathmark, like salad dressing that wasn't great. It wasn't raw. It wasn't anything. And he put that all over it. And then he would eat fried chicken wings. Mm-hmm. And he still, how many, what is that? 60, that's like 85 pounds or something that he lost. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes you need a little bit of poisonous food to slow the process down so Just you don't get... Just keep your body from going into complete shock. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. We Sounds can, good. Fried chicken. Baby stepping it is one way too. That video is so long. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you know what? I love all of it. All of it is really super important. But let's, let's move on to uh, some podcasty stuff. So one of the questions that I remember that came in on my side, even though I forgot my list, was um, someone had asked questions about the master cleanse and what I Did thought about Did that come in on cleanse. your side? Because I feel like I got that question too. Maybe from the same person. But yeah, somebody okay. left the message on uh, an Instagram post. Oh, okay. And um, the master cleanse, you know, the, the whole secret to fasting is um, what you're not doing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people say, what's the best juice cleanse? Or should I do the master cleanse or should I do a juice cleanse? And, you know, the way fasting works is there's water fasting, which well, is kind of like... about what the master cleanse is for a second for yeah. people unfamiliar? Master cleanse is basically consuming only... I mean, there's a little bit more to it, but the, the main component of the master cleanse is um, the thing that you are consuming is basically a, a spicy lemonade. It's mm-hmm. cayenne pepper, maple syrup, lemon juice, and water. And those are your drinks throughout Sounds the day. delicious. Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of something to it. You know what I mean? The cayenne pepper increases circulation. The uh, acids from lemon or apple cider vinegar or lime or grapefruit, any of those like ci- citrus acids, mm-hmm. um, they can help to break up different wastes along the intestinal tract. Uh, the water is hydrating. Um, if you put a pinch of salt in there, you could balance out your electrolytes a little bit. So like there's a little something to that. What if that. I replace the maple syrup with, say, two tablespoons of Honey. That would work just great. Maple syrup doesn't have to be there. It could be honey just right too. Because um, I have a small honey. Raw honey might even actually uh, be more, Raw honey may actually be even therapeutic uh, okay. to some degree. So, but the, the trick with all of that, it's not like one is better than the other. I mean, I actually think one is better than the other. I think juice fasting is better than everything, and there's a reason for that. But and the master cleanse them. feels like. I mean, oh, whatever. I don't like to starve, and it feels like like I'd be starving. That's what I mean. I understand that you're eliminating things, but does it have to be that extreme? That's why I, I like the idea of a juice fast because you are still getting 
it's all about what you're not doing. So there's no one juice cleanse that's better. I mean, you could juice dandelion has a therapeutic effect on the liver. You could juice certain things that could, you know, have a little something cool happening in your body that's good to do. Drink apple cider vinegar. It's very good at uh, breaking up waste in the intestines or citric acids or things like that. That's a good thing. But in general, the deep cleansing happens from not eating. So if you're having, ju- if you're having lemonades all day yeah. or if you're having carrot juices all day, the thing is you're not eating all day. And that's why your body's going deep. I'd say if you're generally free from disease. If, we're not talking about someone with a serious illness who needs um, you know, immediate and emergency treatment. I don't see what the huge appeal of all these juice cleanses are anyway or just cl- this cleanse thing anyway. Just slowly eat better foods and become cleaner and less toxic slowly and comfortably and forget all this other stuff. Yeah. Juice every day if you want to. But it's like oh, this idea of the cleansing, cleansing, cleansing. I mean, I, I get that, that we can have a lot of commentary about cleanses and like which is better and you know, all the different levels and you know all of that. But why not just start eating better instead of obsessing over the idea of cleanses? Like, let's bring it back just one stage. You reminded, I'm over it. You reminded me of something. Like, Dr. Bishy would always say, fasting is something, fasting is not something you do in a crisis because now all of a sudden you're really toxic or you need to make a sudden change. He's like, fasting is something you do to go next level when you're already feeling good. So if you're someone that's dedicated to a life of cleansing and being really healthy and you want to go next level, okay. that's when you would do something like that. That's I mean, why I'm I would do I'm talking about when people you know, come to you or you know, whoever and, and say – they're really sick. Like They might have like really bad stuff going on in their bodies and they need to do something that's a little bit more intense than a slow and steady salad, clean eating transition. So – that's what I was saying there. But yeah, you can go next level with a cleanse. I'm talking about these regular everyday people who are eating standard diets or, you know, even like better than normal diets. And then they're obsessed with the idea of cleansing. It's like the, the biggest question that we get. And I know that your name is Everyday Detox. <laughs> so you love these people. But it's, it's a lot. I think that they're, they're missing the, the point a little bit. I think that the general public is missing the point of uh, a cleanse and what it's really doing for you and what your expectations should be and how much weight you should be putting um, on it against your, your long-term health. Yeah. Well, it is a very misunderstood thing. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of people like to put like things. I'm doing the master cleanse. I'm doing a juice cleanse. I'm doing this diet. Well, you know, they want it to look like something and have a yeah. structure around it yeah. when really it's... I mean, there are benefits to that structure because it keeps you on track. It allows you to check in and Mm. make sure that you're, no, you know, just check in with yourself and make sure that you're doing the things that you've committed to do. Um, But for the rest of your life, um, you should avoid trying to get attached to the things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fasting is a huge, there's a reason why fasting and prayer are mentioned to be done together in the Bible so many times. Fasting, like long-term fasting too, juice fasting, and, and for certain people, water fasting, is a highly spiritual activity. Eating clean is a highly spiritual activity. I changed my entire orientation to life and the world and other people changed when I went on a vegan diet. Mm-hmm. Um, it was amazing. My whole mind opened up. And I was young too. I was like 19 years old when all this started. And I was like, my mind was going places and my, my heart opened up in ways that, uh, in terms of compassion and ways I wanted to show up in the world. And, and that was just from cleaning myself physically. Yeah. Well, I mean, amazing. I can't speak to being vegan because I'm not and I never have been. Um, <clears throat> but 
the number one reason why I removed caffeine from my diet and, you know, I talked about a lot of different things. Like I was having trouble sleeping and it was having like highs and lows during the day, but it was really interrupting the way, um, it was interrupting my thought flow. It was messing with my emotional patterns. There was a lot of stuff going on that when I removed caffeine, which sounds silly to some people, but I became my, my channels of creativity opened up in a very different way. It wasn't a fake way. Like when I was having that fake stimulation and I was able to, you know, do a lot of work, but now I'm able to think clearly Mm. and actually do things that, um, is it like the difference between frantic thought and create creative and open thought? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Maybe if I had a little caffeine, I would have been able to finish that sentence. (laughs) No, but really, I mean, It changed everything. It changed my meditation practice. It changed how I react in situations. Um, And there's probably been in the past two years a handful of times when I've reintroduced caffeine for whatever reason. Like I had to, you know, I had a job that was really early. I needed to stay awake late. And it was catastrophic. So, and I, so I saw exactly how I was reacting to that. So I challenge anyone who's on caffeine who thinks they're not addicted or it's not affecting them to go off, go off for a while and then reintroduce it just a little bit. And it's, and it's, um, it's pretty dramatic. So. You know what you realize what that says about human potential? Like try to think of all the early, um, early indigenous peoples that understood things about the planets and the earth and cycles. Not all, well, yeah. they, they were obviously much more observant because they didn't grow up <clears throat> with televisions and internets and phones right. and all this stuff. There was more time to contemplate the stars. Yeah, contemplate yeah. and be connected. And they walked around barefoot connecting to the earth, but mm-hmm. their bodies were so much cleaner. Even if they were smoking tobacco or doing something, you know, like we humans always mess around with a little something, but yeah. even if they were messing around with natural poisons, their bodies were so much cleaner and they probably yeah. thought so much more clearly that's why you know i don't that's why i think you don't have people writing uh biblical scriptures today like a lot of that stuff right. came about in a, in a time when people were much v cleaner. equals p minus o what <laughs> sonic <Whoa>. boom <laughs> no but i mean that's what it is it's that we have so many things obstructing not only our physical selves you know so and also our creative process so all this stuff, all this noise getting in the way. So it's toxins and it's the physical stuff and then it's, you know, drugs. And then it's just the noise of our, our everyday world that's getting in the way of our flow. And we're not able to process things. You just brought up um, the one thing that we forgot. We both forgot. I didn't forget anything. Okay. What was the number one thing we wanted to talk about that you are basically led us into just now? Poop? No. <laughs> That was not the top of the list. Spiritual detox. I asked you. Oh. I said, I said, what are we doing? Oh, look at her. She's so happy. She's just grunt. She's just grunting the whole time. <laughs> we wanted to talk about spiritual detox. There is absolutely no way we could talk about that today. It's a huge <laughs> topic. It's a very, it's a very powerful. You know, the yeah. people at you know Soul Camp. Thank you for that connection, by the way. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I got an email, and they're like, you know, Bex, so we like you, so we'd love you to do Soul Camp. And I was like, okay, I'm in. You know, I'll do whatever. The Soul I- Camp is going to be an event not to be missed. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, I can't wait to see what this is. It's like a getaway camp for for spiritual practices and things and openness and fun. And I, you know, I looked at the website, but it was from 2014. Yeah, I'm gonna, I think they're about to launch the new one. I think they're about to launch the new one. I just want to make sure that we have it. You can. You can. What What I'm looking to do is, I think the, I don't know what I, I haven't it's talked soul. to them. Dot camp. Soul dot camp. Yeah, no dot com, no not dot net. It's soul dot camp. I didn't know they had camp dot camps. So that's a good idea. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay, so definitely go check that out. Soul dot camp. We're both going to be speaking there with a bunch of other um, 
Beck's Life guests. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping to get, I'm hoping to do a little detox stuff, right? But yeah. that's kind of like, that's kind of boring. Everybody talks about detox stuff. What I want to do this time around, and I'll talk to them and see if they're open to it, is I want to do um, a spiritual detox process. I want to create a mini Are intensive- you stealing my thing? I want to do it. You go ahead, but I mean, but you're not, but, but, you, but, you, but you've, you're not going to do the stuff that we do at the opening intensive. It's no, a very no, different no. thing. How do those fingers taste? Awesome. You know what she's doing right now? This is what babies do. They put their fingers in their mouth, and the reason we want to chew on our hands is intentional because we want to touch the earth and expose ourselves to bacteria and strengthen ourselves. She's making that up. I'm you're not making teething. that up. <laughs> but there's a reason. But there's a reason why we teeth at that age with the teeth coming through and want to stick our fingers in our mouths because we touch things. You ever see the movie Babies? Yes. Right. And you remember that that African baby was like chewing on rocks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not saying we should give our kids rocks, but what I'm saying is that child probably has a kick-ass immune system, really good probiotics in in its intestines, and it's connected to the planet. What I remember most about the African baby is when the baby pooped and the mother wiped the baby's hiney on her leg and right. they just kept going. Do you know they're doing uh, they're healing um, bowel cancers and uh, I think inflammatory bowel diseases too by um, inserting baby poop into people's intestines. Because the, pro- the probiotic levels are so active and so high because babies have very clean bodies. They're not as polluted. I'm, mm-hmm. So um, they're taking baby poop and they're introducing it that way. Instead of like trying to take some laboratory manufactured encapsulated thing Couldn't and Couldn't we just take some of that sauerkraut that we made earlier and inject it into our heinies? And then we'll stand mm-hmm. on our toilets or use the squatty potty? You kind of could. Like I'm bringing it all together. You kind of could, but this is I – don't, I don't know the exact details behind it, but that's like some, some next level stuff. I'm going to see how many times I can say next level in the next 15 minutes. Um, I poop on your butthole. So you want to skip. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to skip the spiritual detox oh. thing. Do we have, another, do we have a, another question that you want to get to? No, I think that we covered it. Um, oh, the spiritual detox is going to be awesome, though. Let's, let's make that up. Let's allow me to rid myself or de-child myself for a couple hours and then come up to Brooklyn and we'll have a real we'll like jam on spiritual detox yeah let's do that word oh my gosh yeah maybe we can get Martin in on the conversation or Stephen Garrett or something like that because those guys are yeah incredible teachers in that practice I was blown away by that practice. Um, for people that don't know what we are talking about, um, we're no, talking about. Let's just keep it all like inside. So. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell them who Martin is. No, they're not allowed to know. Martin Martin Hahn is a. Um, he is one. Of, he was one of the facilitators at the Enlightened Warrior Training Camp. He did um, a program called Predicament, and he also led something called the Opening Intensive, where I had uh, tremendous, tremendous deep spiritual and life experiences. And uh, we're going to talk about that next time. So um, let's let Annabelle steal the show yeah. as we get out of here. Um, guys, go to everydaydetox.org, sign up for the newsletter, and uh, you will find out when these podcasts air. Um, please check out the book on fermentation, why my hands are all purple today. Uh, check out the video on fermentation that uh, I don't know when it's going to come out, but when it does, I'll make sure it's in the description below. Thank you so much for having me out to the Vex Life Farm today and uh, having me over last night. And um, Our sleepover. We had a good time. Yeah. So thank you very much. We'll do it again soon. Thank you. Thank you, guys.